so I'm Mark. Thanks, Colin, for the introduction. Um, yeah, so I'm from Established Coffee. Um, we're a small coffee shop in Belfast in the Cathedral Quarter. Uh, we opened just less than a year ago, as Colin said. Uh, so around about a year ago, this was a bit of a building site um, and a big push on to try and get open. We opened sort of middle of December. Um, but this time, last year, it was a time that I had just left a job. I'd, I worked in an office job for uh, seven years uh, prior to opening Established. Um, and really, uh, it was something that, that uh, my partner Bridget and I, we've been talking about this for probably about 10 years, uh, sort of thinking and talking about, wouldn't it be amazing to open a coffee shop? Um, one of the things that I want to talk about today is motivation. Um, like, what was our motivation for doing this? Uh, it's a really hard thing to define. Uh, it's quite a complex thing, really. Um, but I think it was a really good time preparing for this talk to actually think about that, uh, think about what our motivations were. And I guess it started us thinking about, well, what do other people say about the business? Uh, what do, what are some of the words that are used there? Um, I mean, some of the things that we maybe think we're not. Hipster. Uh, there's other words that are used as well. Um, words like uh, entrepreneur, uh, artisan, uh, even specialty is a word that we weren't really comfortable with uh, a year ago. Um, because we want to create something with substance. We always wanted to create something that reflected us, that reflected what we wanted to do, um, and reflected uh, our attitude towards, uh, I guess, coffee and service. And I guess our main driver uh, is our passion. Um, it's a really thing that you don't hear so much outside of maybe a barista competition stage, which is, I love coffee. And I hear my customers say it all the time, I hear people that I bump into all the time, and it means a variety of different things. Uh, it's everything from, I put two spoonfuls of instant in my cup, to Costa, Nero's, Starbucks, cups this big, can't get enough of it, and just want to swim in a big swimming pool of it. Uh, through to, uh, you know, I, I plan my holidays about going to specialty coffee shops. Um, and for me, it started quite early, uh, just kind of being around coffee. Uh, my parents never drank instant coffee, and uh, we woke up to the sound of an old wall-mounted hand grinder uh, grinding coffee, and then me and my brothers would fight over who was going to pour the hot water on top, because um, that was really exciting when you're eight. Um, but these are all vivid experiences for me, and, and when I came to later in life and started drinking coffee, it became a whole new thing, because I started to realize that things tasted differently. Uh, Deal talked about an experience at Monmouth Coffee. That was uh, definitely a place that I had a real eye-opener to what this, like, so they're both from Brazil, and they're, and they're different. Um, I, and just starting to explore that really excited, um, really excited us. Um, exploring the idea that uh, why this tastes different and just slowly but surely going down this rabbit hole uh, that ended up standing in a coffee shop uh, on a cold Wednesday morning hoping that this wasn't the worst mistake I'd ever made. But now our job is to kind of take that passion and communicate it to customers. Um, and I think displaying passion for what you love is the first step to exceeding the customer's expectations. Uh, the internet's a wonderful tool. Um, hopefully, you can read some of this. Uh, we got uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. 
um, and we get lots of direct mentions and people saying, oh, it's not great. You get uh, messages sent, maybe if there's problems or anything like that. But um, what we often do as well is sort of take some time in the week to check beyond the sort of direct mentions and sort of check uh, hashtags and uh, location tags. Um, so established, hashtag established is one of the ones that we check. Uh, this, this, this came up and I thought, okay, cool. Uh, so I look at the photo and I go, okay, well, noticing little things, the spoon's on the wrong side. Uh, okay, like, if we're going to take the photo, it's a little bit out of focus. But the pour is nice and it starts off, looks delicious. But then it continues, but was seriously rank. Hashtag established, hashtag coffee, hashtag minging. Um, so why am I standing in front of you essentially giving a negative review of my shop? Well, because what's really interesting about this is what happened next is we began to engage with the customer. So I replied to saying, okay, uh, we, we don't always get things right and, and that's fine and it can sometimes be a little defect in the cup, but we're more than happy to remake that drink for you or try something different uh, to see if it can work. Like if you're in again, just give us a chance to remake that drink for you. And what happens next kind of floored me. So she replies and says, sorry, I've yeah, taken her name out. Um, I sincerely apologize for the hashtag. Uh, I was trying to be funny and failed. I forgot that established is a business which quite clearly someone has poured their heart into. The staff were amazing, uh, sorry, friendly, professional and genuinely amazing. Uh, there was absolutely nothing wrong with the coffee. Uh, it was something my underdeveloped palate does not appreciate lemon seal coffee. Uh, I tried it and didn't like it, but that wouldn't stop me returning to establish. Hashtag solves. Um, so, uh, as much as I'm maybe a little bit uncomfortable with her blaming her own palate, um, and maybe there was something that we could have done to change this experience at the time, um, what I came away with is just, like, this is someone that didn't like our product, like, she didn't enjoy it. Uh, but but she wants to come back um, and she had a really good experience because she saw, she got our motivation, she got how, how much passion and energy and time, care and attention that we put into everything that we do. Initiative. Um, I guess one of the big things for me uh, when it comes to coffee is about, I, like, I look at the people who are on this stage today and I only see them here because they were motivated to use their own initiative. Um, and they're not just business owners, uh, they're people who are head roasters or, or running a, a wholesale business. Um, they're, they're the head of the game and uh, yeah, they're doing a great job. Uh, for me, um, I kind of got into the world of sort of uh, specialty coffee uh, via uh, barista competitions. Um, I didn't really feel in a position in Belfast uh, to go and work somewhere because there wasn't maybe uh, a cafe that I felt I could learn all I need to learn. Um, I didn't really have the luxury of being able to travel. Um, we have a small family and, and uh, you know, even uh, remember at one point when maybe the cafe was all going to fall through and I'd already quit my job uh, going to Colin might, might need some work. Um, so that might have been a great thing but at the time I needed to do something to uh, throw myself into the world of espresso. Um, at home I was uh, buying lots of coffees, I was cupping coffees, uh, I was trying different things, I was hitting online, reading as many forums, uh, watching videos, uh, buying books, um, and that was great and it was really good learning. Um, but uh, in terms of espresso, I just, I just, I didn't really understand how it needed to taste, I didn't really understand how you extracted 
uh, espresso. Um, I read a lot of theory on it, but until you stand behind a machine and start trying it, uh, it's not going to work. So I entered the Irish Barista Championships in 2013. Um, I'd never touched a manual espresso machine until five weeks before the day that I'm standing doing my routine for the second time because I got into the finals. Um, and like, uh, I guess I did go in with the motivation that I would love to have got top six, uh, but being aware that I had kind of prepared this by myself and didn't really have anyone to talk to about it or taste things and whatever else. But I think what's, what worked was what, that, that I cared that, that you know I, every single thing I just kept on tasting until I drove myself mad. Um, and, and followed other people, like uh, Brisbane that was there uh, beside me, uh, talking through my speech and getting her to, uh, to kind of correct me on things, uh, stop me breathing so heavy, um, just little silly things. But that was an amazing motive, moment for me. And I think what it also allowed me to do was to meet new people, meet people in the industry. Um, again, I think community is such a massive thing within coffee. Um, you learn so much by events like Cup North and um, just going and meeting other people and other people that maybe uh, you know you don't deal with on a day-to-day -day basis that think differently than you. Um, one of those people, um, and just kind of thinking about motivation, uh, Pete Williams, who's the current Irish Brisbane champion. Um, like I, I was talking to him this week about motivation, and he was saying, well, you know, because it's different. Like there's someone that is. Uh, and our Spirit champion finished top ten in the world, but he doesn't want to open a cafe. It's not it's not the end goal, it's not his motivation. Um, so it's different to me. He wants to throw himself into something, he wants to see something done well, put process processes into place and then pretty much go great, that's it done. Um, move on. And and I think one of the key things where that's concerned is that, you know, having a cafe isn't always the end goal. Uh, something that we always wanted to do, something that we wanted to bring to Belfast as a city, um, but you know there are other job roles within coffee uh, other than that, um, and it, like it's amazing to see people pursue pursue those. And um, kind of going on and, and keeping in the same vein as as coffee, uh, or sorry, people. Um, we're not just coffee people. That's not just our only passion. We're people people. Um, Basically, and, and, and the people that come into our business are, are our motivation as well. Um, we have made some genuinely great friends through our business. Uh, you know, you get people who are concerned, oh, it's almost your first birthday. And, uh, they're like, oh, concerned about you going away and doing a talk. Have you prepared? Are you going to get away from the shop? Uh, at a customer, we did a, an event just over a week ago. Um, one, one of them, we, one of our members of staff that was supposed to be on with me fell through. And... Uh, one of our customers who was at the event jumped onto the till uh, worked, and worked behind the bar. Uh, these are genuinely amazing people that, that can only do this because we invest the time in them. And um, as, as kind of Deal was touching on before, it's, it's about creating genuine interactions that go beyond just, just the coffee and go beyond just general chit chat. Um, and like, I think one of our big things is that we uh, really look at I, I, we look at it differently. We don't look at it as, you can call it customer service or customer experience or hospitality, um, but we look at it at so much more than that. It's, it's, it's about having that genuine interest and genuine passion for people. Um, and when you're planning a business, um, 
he, there's so much that you have to keep in mind that's not about you because you're not the customer. Um, you need to do, you need to keep the customer in mind, and it's easy to get carried away with what you want. Um, everything from the design of the cafe to the services available to your customer, even the drink the cup they're they're drinking from. Um, then behind the bar is set up so the customer doesn't need to worry about what's behind the bar and that the baristas who are behind the bar can work really efficiently. Um, this is you know, a, a really big thing for us was just about creating something that for the people who work in our business that it, it exceeds their expectations every day so then they can exceed the customer's expectations. Um, this doesn't mean that you give the customer everything they want though. Um, it's a, it just means that you clearly outline what you need to communicate with the customer. Um, our desire motivation is to build a business that the staff are happy to work in um, and in turn our customers are happy to visit. To visit. Um, building this and delivering great service goes hand in hand with great coffee. Uh, in fact, I think we would go so far as to say that, that the service is probably more important than the coffee. And yes, we want to run a successful business. Uh, I can stand here saying that we've opened just under a year ago and we've been kept really busy. Um, an important indicator for us was that even in our first week of business, we sold 83 bags of coffee uh, for people to take home. Uh, people really just got what we were about um, and the same people uh, have, have continued to come back and we get the chat about what coffee did you have last week, what coffee do you want to have this week, um, here's what's different, here's what's new, here's what's different about this uh, coffee, it still says lemon silo, but it's a different one to the one we had last week, because this is, that was washed, this is a pulp natural, here's what the differences are, um, and really watching people kind of understand that has been, has been wonderful. Um, I think one of the most exciting things when we opened our menu board doesn't have drink names on it, it just has the names of the farms. Um, people coming up to the, to the counter within a week, uh, our regulars are going, give me a yucro. Uh, okay, we're talking about a coffee farm, that's pretty cool. Um, I think we didn't have money kind of going into establish. Everything that we built is based on money that we borrowed. That's what our current goal is, where money is concerned, is can we keep things afloat, can we keep growing, can we keep investing in equipment and um, better plates and crockery than, than what we could afford when we started, um, that makes that experience a little bit better. Um, it's not our cause or our driver to make money, um, but it's as a result of the hard work we put in. Um, people often ask about how we actually came to the point of making the jump and taking the risk of leaving jobs and just changing our lives, turning everything upside down. Um, even just asking like, how come you didn't put sofas in? Uh, that's a really big thing in Belfast. You kind of have to have sofas for it to be a coffee shop. Um, how did you know that you could make the cups so small um, and just keep it as one size and not too many big drinks? Um, how did you know it would all work? And we didn't know that it was gonna work. Um, but at the same time, there was no way that it couldn't work. So we kind of risked everything, and uh, I guess we kind of felt like we had everything to lose or everything to gain. Um, and it's about putting in the hard work since. Uh, I love this quote from Renny Redzebi. Uh, Most decisions with me and started with the two words, fuck it. And uh, that's pretty much what kicked us into business. Um, so as much as I hope that this talk kind of helps inspire some people, uh, I certainly don't want to come across like some kind of wannabe motivational speaker. Um, the reality is it's hard. It's really hard. Um, 
have worked 100 plus hours every week for the last year. Uh, as a family, we've spent five days together uh, in the last year, uh, the four of us, because usually if I get a day off, then uh, Bridget's in the cafe. Um, but my family is such an amazing motivation to me. Uh, Bridget, who is half of established, just slightly less beard, a lot more beautiful. Um, and yeah. Come on, Alice. She's half of it, if not more. Um, and she's held together. She just did her Viva this week uh, at the end of her PhD and passed that. She's going to be a doctor. Uh, it owns a cafe and work, makes wonderful coffee. Um, and an amazing mother who's kind of helped our family keep our family together. And like I say, my family is a real motivation for me, but there's a balance to be found between spending time trying to build a business that works towards our future um, and becoming institutionalized and working 100 plus hours a week and not actually seeing them. Um, and it's just a little touch of reality to put in there. Um, there are a few things in this life that are universal. Um, I think uh, I've never met someone that quit smoking that say, oh, I really wish I hadn't. Um, I've never met someone that gave up playing a musical instrument when they were eight because uh, they couldn't be bothered practicing and wishes that they hadn't given it up. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that I'm ever going to meet someone that says, I wish I hadn't given up the thing that I did that I didn't enjoy to do something that I do enjoy. Um, and I guess overall, I would just say if you find something that you love, uh, whether it be coffee or whether it be anything else, just chase it. Thank you. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, it's funny. I think. Did you get a chance? Did you arrive in time to see Ross's talk? Uh, we got lost. You got lost. Uh, of course, we did. And we just missed it. I was really annoyed. Yeah. So uh, Ross. Watching uh, online. I think Ross has a similar message to what you had, uh, but I think yours is probably presented in a more positive light. <laughs> uh, but both equally valid. Yeah. They should be watched back to back, maybe. Yeah, I think, like, uh, I guess coming into this, uh, I kind of thought maybe Ross would talk about something similar, and I guess that, like, we didn't talk about this before uh, or anything, but I guess, like, I did want to focus on the positive, because before we opened, uh, I met a lot of people and was like, yes, yeah, so I'm doing this, I've left my job, and pretty much everyone that owned a cafe or owned their own business all went, uh, their faces dropped and went, are you sure, how many days holiday do you get? I was like, 30, 30 plus bank holidays, plus flexi time, and they're like, and you get to go in when you want and go home when you want, and you need to think about it, and I was like, yeah. It's really boring, uh, and they were like, "You're mental," um, and I was always like a bit shocked because I was like, "Why would you not want like you own a business? Why would you not want me to own a business?" But now I get it, uh, and I, like it is really hard work, and I think people people come in all the time, friends uh, every day, and go, "Oh, so how's it all going?" Uh, I think that's the one. I think they're not asking like. How are you? They're going like, how's business? Yeah. Um, and it's always a weird question because you're like, you know, I don't ask you like, how's your bank balance? But, yeah. um, but they're just being nice and I get it. Um, and my standard reply now is kind of like, yeah, living the dream. Uh, you know, and like they get it. They're like, you're working hard. Like, yeah. it's that. It is, and it's like. Is last... it getting easier? Yes. I mean, uh, we're, we've got. 
really good staff. Um, You've excellent staff, actually. Yeah. Um, we we didn't have many staff. Uh, like we've done uh, a year on uh, four staff, pretty much. I'm just taking on three more recently. But it, we got so busy that we needed more people, but couldn't find the time to actually take them on. I was too worried about bringing on the wrong people that we just brought on no one. Um, it's been, like our staff didn't get a holiday for six months and everyone was was on the verge of burnout after six months so the new staff came in at the right time but but the rest of it they really know how to work and they really know like we're busier now than we ever have been uh, but it doesn't feel that way yeah. uh, because there's slightly more people um, and people know what they're doing and things have become second nature because it had to that's not ideal yeah. um, and definitely I think if, uh, but it's not ideal. But how do you plan for staff? Because you I was plan, you could tell me yes. Yeah, because I can go. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I think we're gonna do six grand a week, and I want the labour percentage at twenty five percent. And like, how do you know you're gonna do that from the outset? And you know, like the one thing that you didn't, we didn't want to do was take on too many staff and then start cutting hours and sending people home early and. We didn't want to sort of whole flight of part timers. We wanted people that would really—it's hard to be a part timer, especially in a coffee shop. It is, um, and we didn't. I think we're more comfortable now with more defined roles of like, okay, you're not actually a barista. You, you, you do this. Um, at, whereas at the start, we had this kind of ideal where everyone would know everything, um, and they would know everything about coffee. You'd be able to communicate all that. Um, I think what we need to do is probably. Uh, look at slightly different things. Yeah. And then, in terms of like, um, like I think it's nice to see you mentioning motivation because I uh, I see with yourself and Bridgine that as soon as you walk to the door, you realise there's something more going on than just cups of coffee going out. But like you guys are invested in this in, in a real in a lifestyle sense that like you made. No matter how much I told you how hard it was going to be, you're kind of like, okay, we accept all this, we're going to do this. And you're doing it for the right reasons. And there's like, definitely you need to make money. And I'm sure you want to drive a big flash car someday and live in a nice mansion would be cool. And, but at the same time, it's like, there's that sense that, you know, if, if we just exist doing this, that's good because we're making people happy, we're doing something we love, and, you know, the kids are looked after and we're, we're in a good position. So it's like, past that, do you have ambitions? beyond that or is it just is it enough to just do this and do it well uh yeah i think it's funny like uh we've never like we always said we didn't want a chain of coffee shops uh and certainly i wouldn't want to repeat the pain of the last year and as well like i think uh in terms of like design and like the feel behind our business it was a real reaction to the space that we're in uh, and I think it would be, I certainly wouldn't want to do that thing of like, lift this, repeat over there. Yeah. Um, and I worry about the consistency of even in the time that I go to the toilet and come back, um, never mind days that you're not there. Um, so, you know, until we find a time that we can make it really repeatable, we find the right people. Um, I think growth has to start with. You know, maximizing what we can do within the space that we're at. Yeah. Um, we have so many plans for things that we want to do, 
and we don't get to do it in our existing space, so it's kind of pushed that a bit more. Um, and then I, I guess we always talked about roasting coffee, um, but again, it, I, I think opening a roastery is the new. I've been to Australia and I'm coming home to open a cafe. Um, it, you know, it's certainly not something we would do on a whim. Uh, I have no idea of the economics behind roasting coffee, uh, and yeah, I don't know when I'm going to find the time to ever find it. I actually started a few weeks ago a, a, a document to try and work out the economics of freshly squeezed orange juice, um, and I can't do that. So it, it changes as the year goes. The yeah, oranges get drier. And quality just does this. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but people ask for it. Has anyone got any questions for Mark already? Huh? Huh? Um, okay, so we'll skip on to competition briefly. So yep. you're, it's February, you're competing in the Irish Barista Championships. Yep. Uh, um, this is your third final, third, third, third finals, yeah. And you finished? Uh, yes, second. Uh, no, I, well, I finished fourth the first year. I don't know what I finished last year. Uh, yeah, I did. Competition last year was interesting because uh, the. Semi-finals for the Irish Business Championships was this time last year. So I was standing in a cafe, building a ceiling and a wall, and working from first thing in the morning until solely that there's people that live above us and they stop stop us from doing stuff. Um, and then, and I guess I entered the Irish Business Championships again because I was like, it'll just be nice to do. Um, it'll keep me. It'll give me a coffee thing to do whilst I'm not doing coffee things, uh, other than building a shop. Um, and it, like, it was a last-minute panic. I found somewhere to, to use a machine the night before, made a signature drink, went down, wasn't going to do it, did it. This has happened three times. Um, <laughs> the, uh, and, and I got through to the final six. So that was then in February this year. Uh, but and I was like, oh, it's fine because like I've never had a bar before. I've never actually worked in coffee, so at least I'll have worked in coffee when I get there. Um, and that was the only reason why I did end up turning up because I was working, you know, doing 13-hour days minimum. And then like when you make coffee all day, and it gets to 8 p.m. when you've done it for 13 hours, you don't want to make coffee anymore, and you're just too you, you're too tired to do anything. And but I had a coffee, Steve sent me a coffee, and and I at least knew that I could stand in front of the machine with much more confidence than I ever had. So I just went, and, and also I was like, it would be a day off. Uh, so in February, we closed Christmas Day, uh, but then we opened 10th of December, closed Christmas Day, so that was a day off. And then that day in February for the Bristol Championships was the first day that I wasn't at the shop. Um, and so it was like a, it was like a holiday. Um, and it was nice to see other people because, like, we're up in Belfast and Dublin, so it's only like two hours away, but you know, or three on the train, or three on the train. Um, and it's, you know, so it's nice just to get be a part of that community. Like events like this are, yeah, like they 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 feel you. They they really kind of help you under like just think about the coffee again because on a day to day basis you're fighting too many other fires yeah. and just trying to get consistency with the coffee, not going. Not being like, let's be wild by this. Um, so then, finally, then if you uh, just was tying back into what Dale was saying earlier about coffee experiences, yeah. like you're someone that's obviously driven. Like I remember, 
Mark, for, for context, was the Irish Air Force champion and he came to uh, Melbourne in 2013 was. Yeah. And he was kind of shared the apartment with us and uh, we got to know each other pretty well. And like, I guess there was a, you had a clear trajectory into the coffee industry that it came from. Like, you were talking about how your family all made the coffee and home and it was like, it was really ingrained in your in your family. It still is in your family, so yeah. it's, and, yeah. like, it's very personal to you. Uh, uh, but did you ever, are there any coffee moments that stick out to you, like in a in a cafe experience. That's a very cheesy question, yeah. but is there a moment that you you went to a cafe where something just went off, like a light went, like I'm doing this, this is happening? Yeah, uh, I guess I guess a few. Uh, like Bridget and I, when we were lost trying to find here, uh, like we it just kind of dawned on us that actually we met in a coffee shop. So uh, that's kind of a weird thing. It really is kind of ingrained. Uh, we we both looked at it. It was like. Alright, well, I kind of want... Ross said the same thing. <laughs> right, yeah, so, uh, there's the moment that, yeah, that I met Bridging, but, um, I guess service-wise, like, Monmouth Coffee was, like, there was a moment there that I came out, and it was like, there's no seats, but I came out with this little paper cup, and, and tasted it, was like, wow, this is, this is really different, um, because before that, it was, like, a, like a lot of Starbucks coffee, and, um, like had, and yeah, like that was a really eye-opening experience of, and then going back in and being like, can I get some of that, and I'll get some of that, yeah. and yeah, and like it really has just been a bit of a rabbit hole from there. Like that, that's when it changed from just like, you know, yeah, I drink coffee, enjoy making it, enjoy talking to people, um, to like, yeah, starting to really geek out a bit over it. So. Amazing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Ashbridge. Okay, so um, that wraps us up for today. Um, all of the talks will be available at tempertantion.com as well as all the ones that are being recorded this week in Asia by Steve. That's a good turn off now, isn't it? Um, so uh, thank you all for coming, for supporting, and thanks for everybody at Cup North for having us here, and of course the guys at Tentacle for, uh, for organising all the, the electronic stuff that happens that makes it go on the internet. Uh, thank you again to all our speakers, and um, enjoy the rest of the show.